I'm Laura Green. Welcome to the Sapphic Book Review Podcast, the show that brings you the best in sapphic fiction. Join me as I chat with authors, narrators, and friends who share my love for the genre. You will learn things you didn't know about your favorites and get some suggestions for your next read. Thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe. Welcome to the Sapphic Book Review Podcast. After a wild week in Denver, I'm back and thrilled to welcome today's guest, Jamie Clevenger. Welcome and thanks for being here. Thank you. Last year's Over the Moon with You won a Goldie this year in the Contemporary Romance Long Novel category. For anyone who hasn't read it yet, tell them about Saren and Paige. Sure. So Paige is a veterinarian. This is the first time I've I tried writing a veterinarian character. And Paige is not interested in finding a relationship. She's hoping to buy a house with a barn, and this is kind of her life goal. And at the moment, she's living with her mom. She's trying to save up money for the down payment on the farm that she's hoping for. And one of her cats trips up her mom. Her mom falls, and Paige has to step in and teach her mom's water aerobics class. And Paige has absolutely no experience teaching water aerobics, but she finds herself teaching this class. And there runs into Saren. And Saren is pregnant and also not interested in finding a relationship. She's singularly focused on becoming a mom and has signed up for this water aerobics class only because her doctor has recommended it. And so neither of them are super keen on the situation they're finding themselves in, but they run into each other quite literally in the opening scene. And things progress from there. And there are a bunch of really, really funny old ladies. Yeah. I I don't know if you've ever taken water aerobics, but um, I'm a lap swimmer and I love lap swimming. And that's kind of my, my therapy and my exercise. But I have this really bad habit of not paying attention to the time. And so more than once I've ended up at the pool at the time of water aerobics instead of lap swimming time. And so I've had to take water aerobics classes before. And during one of the water aerobics classes that I was taking, then I'm like, man, I'm such an idiot. I can't believe I ended up here again at the wrong time. I'm like, you know what? It would be kind of funny to set a book in a water aerobics class because the people that I, whenever I take a water aerobics class, you meet the funniest people. And it is a good workout. It's just not my style. I like to just kind of zone out and I'm not really into, you know, bopping around in the pool to music. But, (laughs) but I have met so many funny people that I thought about it one time when I was during during the squad aerobics class, and I'm like, I'm gonna I'm gonna create a story based on these characters. So I really wasn't thinking about the two main characters so much as the cast of characters around them when I came up with the idea for that story. Those are always the best. Those funny side characters who just are insane. Yeah, yeah, I love them. <laughs> I love them. Can you give us a sneak peek of your next book? Well, sure. <laughs> so I just finished writing a book with Aurora Ray, um, another co-write. And I don't know how much I can say about that book. So um, we don't have a contract yet for that book, but um, that is a book that's set in Colorado and it's kind of a Christmas-themed romance. And maybe that's all I'll say about that one. And then right now, the next book that I'm writing is a follow-up to One Weekend in Aspen, which is a book that's set in Aspen, logically, at a sex party. And so this next book is One Weekend in Tahoe, another sex party. And some of the characters that were in One Weekend in Aspen will be in One Weekend in Tahoe. And they're all excited for another sex party. 
<laughs> you could just keep going. You could have sex party books everywhere. Yeah, I like the setting. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I find it quite intriguing to imagine myself watching all these people at a sex party. I can't ever really quite cross that line of imagining myself at a sex party, but I could for sure imagine vicariously enjoying a sex party, shall we say. <laughs> yeah, I would be that weirdo who no one would want to do anything with, and I would just be watching everyone else. I doubt that. I think you could probably. <laughs> I try to think of myself as someone who would participate, but I think in reality, I would be that person in the corner just creepily watching everybody. But at the same time, man, it seems so intriguing to go to a sex party and just imagine, like, would I cross that line and, and have random sex with a stranger? I don't know. Your first book was published in 2004. How has your writing changed since that first one? Oh, God. Well... I am going to do that thing that they say you shouldn't do and just make a disclaimer about my first few books. I wrote my first book when I was still in vet school. It was kind of a diversion from my reality. And I have never taken a writing class. I, don't, I didn't know at the time what I was doing. And I was told so by an editor. <laughs> <laughs> the quote said, uh, have you ever read a book before? So oh. I, yeah, I love to read. And I do read all the time, uh, but no, I had never written a book before. And my first several books, that, that shows. And in some ways, I'm kind of embarrassed that they exist out in the world. But in other ways, I'm like, you know what? Those are my stepping stones. I was so focused in school uh, on sciences that I just really I didn't have the time or the money to take writing seriously and to develop my writing career in any other way other than step by step with books. So when people ask about my early books, I'm like, mm, could you just not read those and read <laughs> what I have now? Because it, it has felt like kind of a staircase. And I feel like my writing now is where I would like it to be. But my earlier writing is less so. How's that? That's good. Well, it got you to where you are now. So that's something. Yeah. <laughs> Which of your books are you the most proud of? Obviously not the first one. <laughs> You're right. That's <laughs> Not the first one. Well, I don't have one that I'm most proud of. There's scenes that I like in each in each book. Honestly, even some of my early books, there are characters, there are there are moments that I that I like and yet I wouldn't describe pride as an emotion that I feel with my writing. I would say it makes me feel happy that I've written these books and every once in a while I'll let myself open a book and sink back into a scene and I feel like I'm going back to visit my old friends and I love imagining where those folks are now and that they're still happy and they're they're still working through new problems without me. So it's kind of like, you know, with your kids, like if you have kids, you wouldn't say you're proud of your kids because of something you did. You're proud of them doing things on their own, you know? So <laughs> I'm happy that my books are out there in the world and I imagine them meeting new people and covering new ground all on their own. So I guess I'm going to avoid answering that question. <laughs> Your books have a lot of steam. What is the sexiest scene you've written? So my own feelings on this, because obviously everyone's going to come to this from a different standpoint. I really love a scene in just one reason. This is the third book in the Three Reasons to Say Yes series. That's um, They're all set at different islands or tropical spots and there's this one scene in Just One Reason where one of the main characters comes to the other character's house and she's she's really mad and she's got all this 
anger uh, at this other character and they have mad sex and i just i just love mad sex i love the emotion that goes into it and i love the how they show themselves in this scene because it's not really about being mad at the other person it's more about feeling frustrated and let down and still having all this pent up arousal and working through that together and then realizing damn it i love you and i don't want to be feeling this way but i do um so i love wrestling with those kind of darker emotions the ones that scare us a little bit i love diving into those so honestly the first sex scene in just one reason is definitely my favorite and it was a blast to edit and that's how i know it was a scene that will always stay with me um but all of the sex scenes in that particular book i enjoyed there are some hot ones if i recall correctly yeah You mentioned your co-writing with Aurora Ray. How did that collaboration come about? So we went to a GCLS conference a few years back. I'm honestly not remembering the year, but it was before COVID. And we met up after a panel. And you know when you just click with someone? We just really clicked. It was just clear from the very first moment that we started talking that we were going to be writer friends. And then after we had a conversation at GCLS... I picked up some Aurora Ray books and I started reading them and I'm like, I like this. I like this person. And we uh, messaged back and forth forth on Facebook. And then as our kind of writer friendship developed, we started trading plot ideas. And then we kind of both went, wait a minute, what if we wrote these books up? And so the book that we were kind of first going after was this U-Haul because we were laughing about, you know, the quintessential lesbian U-Haul couple. And we just decided, what the heck, let's try writing it. And it has been so much fun to write with Aurora. And I feel like I've learned a lot. I've maybe become a little less angstful in my writing because of her influence. But the ability to publish with her was, I didn't totally trust it was going to happen because we have two different publishers. But it came about and it's been, I've been really thankful for it. And she's just so sweet. Like every time you see her, you just want to like take her and just give her a big old hug. Oh my gosh, she is so nice. And she's she's really, truly nice. Like, it's not just a for show. She's just a good person. Well, anyone who has a tractor and can make pies. Yeah. <laughs> Life goals we all, we all hope to live up to. <laughs> <laughs> Which two of your couples would you most like to invite to a dinner party? So I personally hate dinner parties. <laughs> um, so that would be a hard, hard sale for me. Okay. Cards Against Humanity. Yeah, okay. That's what you're going to do. I would do, do that. Okay. <laughs> I'll play a card game with anybody. Yeah, so I guess uh, I miss my some of my old characters. There was a book that I wrote, uh, Waiting for a Love Song. And there's this character in this in that book that, you know, I worried about her after I finished the book. I'm like, I don't know if this relationship is going to work, which, you know, <laughs> says something about the level of the romance. But I truly cared for that character. Uh, and so I would like to see how they're doing. I would like to check in on them because in my mind, they're a real person. And then, I know, it's, it's these things, these writers, we believe that they're real after we've created them. And then I think I would pick Kate and Mo, who are two characters from All the Reasons, which is the second book, All the Reason I Need, which is the second book in the Three Reasons to Say Yes series, because I also worry about Kate. Um, so I guess I, I want to check in on these people who... <laughs> I'm not sure how they're doing, and I just want to make sure they're still doing okay. I fall in love with the characters that are kind of messed up and don't have these perfect lives, and 
who's the relationship, like I really, really want it to work for them, but I'm not sure it's going to. <laughs> so those are the ones I want to check in on. The other characters, I'm like, yeah, you guys got it. You're, you're going to be fine. I don't need to check in on you. <laughs> Besides being an award-winning author, you are also a veterinarian. What do you love most about your job? And is that what you always wanted to be when you were a kid? So I, I am a veterinarian. When I was in third grade, I really wanted to be a writer um, because my teacher, Mrs. Smith, told me that I could be a writer. And that was like the first person who ever told me I could do anything with my life. So I'm like, oh my gosh, I could be a writer. And then like a week into this, me convincing myself that I could be a writer, she told me as an addendum to that statement, you're going to have to marry someone rich because writers don't make any money. And it was like this huge wall that went up. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm, I can't be a writer then because I- I'm never going to get married. Um, because even, you know, in my third grade self, I couldn't describe my queer identity, but I knew for sure I wasn't going to marry a, a man. And so I started looking for new options. Um, and in fourth grade, we had career day. And I grew up on a farm. We had lots of animals around. So the neighbor behind us had 600 head of cattle and I had horses and chickens and ducks and all the animals. And so we had this veterinarian who would come out for the horses and everything. And so I asked him, you know, what's it like being a veterinarian? And he's like, he's like, yeah, it's a good job. You'd like it. So I'm like, okay, maybe I'll try this. So I did for career day. I went in and shadowed a veterinarian, a different veterinarian, not our regular vet. And at the end of the hour that I was shadowing him, he said, you know, you'd make a really good veterinary technician or a really good nurse, but you're never going to be a doctor because women aren't smart enough to be doctors. Oh, and I'm like, boy. oh, dude, you don't know me. <laughs> you just you just sealed my fate. So whenever someone tells me I can't do something, it's pretty much that's what I'm going to do. Um, so. I dove into it from fourth grade on. I knew I was going to become a veterinarian. And it's been the best the best thing for me. I love my job. I truly love my job. I know most people think, you know, like, ah, it's like playing with kittens and puppies. And it isn't. Uh, but as far as what part do I love the most, it's playing with kittens and puppies for sure, like hands down. But, you know, there's there's lots of hard conversations. It's really stressful. You get yelled at. And yet at the end of the day, I still... I still can't believe how lucky I am to have this job. It takes a, a special person to do that job because I, I wouldn't be able to do some of the things you have to do. I mean, it maybe, but at the same time, I think anybody could do it. I'm of a mindset that you, you could. I think you could. I think it's a matter of whether or not you really set your, your sights on that and then just one step at a time. I'm glad nobody told me that I couldn't be a veterinarian when I was a kid because I've been like, you're right. I'm horrible. <laughs> I'm just going to sit over here and study um, communications or something. <laughs> You and your wife have been together for 20 years. How did you meet and what makes her the perfect partner for you? And by the way, can I just say you two, definitely like the best dressed couple oh, at the man. award tonight. Jeez. Well, it's, it's all my wife. She's amazing. And I love her. We met online, as cliche as that is. We met online 20 years ago. And I, I didn't think I was cool enough to message her. She's beautiful. And I'm like, man, she's out of my league, but I'm going to do it anyway. And she replied back and it kind of never ceases. I, I, I can't believe it even still that, that she's with me. And I feel so lucky. Um, she's not just beautiful. She's also really smart and she's driven and she pushes me, which I really like. I like someone who's not going to just let me kind of sink back and she makes me consider what my next step is in life. And I want that. I want that in a partner. We're definitely 
opposites in a lot of ways, but we're both people that are going to get shit done. And I love her for so many reasons, but that particularly. As a parent, what is the most important lesson you hope you have taught your children? So I have two kiddos um, and they're two girls, 10 and 14. And I will say that being parents, you know, we learn a lot more from them than I think they learn from us. But I just want them to know that they're loved. I mean, that's the only lesson that I think is worth teaching anybody is to know that you're worthy of love and to know that there are people out there who will love you regardless of mistakes that you've made or regardless of things that you find yourself not living up to, expectations. There's there's always someone out there who will say, you know what, I love you. You're a good person. And that's what I really want them to know in life. And that's that's honestly, that's the only lesson they need to know from me. They teach me so much more. Well said. You're going on a cross-country road trip with three other sapphic authors. Who are you taking and why? <laughs> so not only do I hate dinner parties, I also hate I know you trips. hate road trips, but it's okay. I can see the sense that about you. <laughs> I've got lots of writer friends. I, f- I feel really super lucky to have, to be able to say that. For the first half of my career, I didn't really have any writer friends, um, but now... And you have to, you just have to reach out and make connections and meet people and do the work to develop these friendships. Um, but I have many. I want to go see Megan O'Brien and Angie Williams. I want to go to the wine country with them. I want to go ride a tractor with Aurora Ray. I want to go to Spain with Ray Spangler. Kat Jackson, I want her to show me P-Town in her eyes and to have her show me oh. day in life. You know, there's so many There's so many people out there. I can't even think of all the... There's. I have so many writer friends and I'm going to miss several names, but there's... I, I don't like road trips, but I would love to go spend a day with my friends and just see their life and see what their world is like. All right. I'll give you a pass this time. <laughs> <laughs> I know you love making choices. Three favorite sapphic books. I don't have three favorites. One that I know everyone mentions, but Curious Wine is definitely one of those books that was very meaningful to me. It was hidden in my car in my glove box for about a year before I came out to my parents. I picked it up used at a bookstore in Berkeley where I was going to school. And it was one of those things that just kind of rode with me. And it was the realization that eventually I would be out and eventually I would be able to live my life like the people in the books were living their life. And um, I've picked up so many other amazing books since then. I can't really think of all the authors and names of books that have influenced me, but there's a really long list. And I don't just read romance. I also read fantasy and young adult. And all of those books have definitely influenced me. And yet I don't think I could pick three for sure. There are too many. There There are too many. There's not enough time, really, especially with jobs. It's ridiculous. We have to work. Well, also, I just love the the diversity of voices. Like, I don't want to have three favorites, if that makes sense. Like, I don't want to have three people that I always go to and pick up their books and say, oh, this is a a great writer. I want to keep reading this writer. I want to be able to try everybody. Like, you know, spending the day in the life with everybody. I don't I don't want to limit myself. Thanks so much, Jamie, for taking the time. I appreciate it. And I wish you all the best. Thank you so much. I really appreciate this, too. Thanks so much for listening. And thanks again to Jamie Clevenger for joining me today. To learn more about Jamie and find links to purchase their books, visit BellaBooks.com or Amazon. 
to support this podcast, you can buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash sapphiclaura. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, happy reading.